Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Welcome back to the big program. Uh, we're just waiting the arrival of uh, Marco Arope, world champion, world champion, 800 meters, and his uh, coach, Ron Thompson, uh, into the studios. They're just on their way into the mall. Um, a lot of texts coming in. Uh, uh, here's one. I listen to your show almost every morning since you started. I usually turn it off when you start talking NFL football. Today was the first day I've heard you talking about the Elks. Uh, perhaps it would help if the CFL got some love on your show. Uh, points taken uh, about NFL and, and local coverage, et cetera, et cetera. We have talked about the Elks a lot on this show, a lot. Uh, we've had Chris Jones on as a guest three times. We've had G. Roy Simon on uh Twice, I think, or just once. Once, um, I'm going to throw this one at at, at the texture. Um, we get people like, let's just say, the Oil Kings, um, other other um, you know organizations that call us and say, "Hey, can we come on the show? Uh, can we come on the show?" This week, I personally reached out to the Elks twice. Um, didn't get a response on the ability to schedule guests on the show. Jason Gregor's had guests uh, on the afternoon show. It's harder to get guests on as far as the morning show is concerned, but we were talking with Eddie Steele. There's time for these guys to come on in the morning. They're not practicing till later. I, I think the organization has to promote itself a lot more than what it's doing. I think the organization needs to make this step forward uh, right now because they have um, an opportunity to. They have... One of the most exciting players to market, to put forth, and Trey Ford. Um, we want to talk about the Elks. I can tell you that if I send an email or a text to one of the Oilers staff, they're back to us immediately. They're back to us immediately saying, yes, no, we can do this, we can do that. It hasn't worked that way with the Elks. It hasn't, unfortunately. Um Texter says, love the Elks, not fond of management and coaching. Love the station, Smoky Lake Trumpet. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, concession price is too high. Can't go to both. Uh, this was an interesting one that you did re- reply to, Duke. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Pretty sure the Atlanta Falcons have led North American sports in concession revenue since changing their prices to nothing more than five bucks, including booze. That's a, that's true. Um, Atlanta Falcons, they want to make it fan-friendly and friendly to the sense of where they're at moving forward, uh, charging people for what the prices are and what they're getting uh, as far as concessions go. Uh, Oh, yeah, and our old buddy, Sean Piercy from The Ranch. Drake Milligan is the artist, Duke. Drake Milligan from America's Got Talent. Uh, We're going to be checking in with that. I'm kind of thinking, you know what, if we're not going to, uh, Duke, if we can't get Marco and Ronnie in here, we could probably push it back maybe to, to a little bit after Matt Dunnigan. That's probably an, an option we can probably look at. But um, Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty as we await Marco Arope and Ron Thompson. So just as you know, uh, so you know, there's a big celebration for Marco on Saturday at the Edmonton Expo Center. It's at 3 o'clock. It's in room 107. Um, it's just to celebrate Marco's amazing accomplishment uh, at Budapest. I mean, to be a world champion is just amazing. Now, 
I mean, you look forward to something like that in the sense that now your your sights are set on next year and the Olympics. He would go in as one of the favorites, maybe not the favorite, even though he's the world champion. But there's so many great runners across the world, and he's had to go head-to-head with these runners, toe-to-toe. Um, he's been going in what they call a lot of these Diamond League races, which are the best of the best. And and it's, you know, he's traveled all over the world, Marco has, to go and, and, and race guys, you know, that are the best of the best in the world. Hey, we've got uh, Marco and Ronnie coming into the studio right now. Come on in, guys. How's it going? Now, that's what we call, like, live radio. Thanks, Sean. Ron, how you doing, big guy? Good to see you. So Ron and Marco are just coming in. Just uh, settle in, guys. Uh, before we uh, – and we might have to split – are you guys okay for time just uh, before I say uh, what we're going to do here? You're okay for time? Here's what we're going to do, Duke. We'll make an audible on the fly here. We'll talk to uh, to Ron and Marco for about – five, six, seven minutes. And then we've got an interview that we have to do out in Vancouver with uh, Matt Dunnigan. We'll break away for that and then bring you guys back after that. How's that sound? Because we got now that you're here, we got to take some time. But first, I know that Marco, you probably, well, I know Ron, you've seen the race a million times and you've seen the things a, a thousand times. Uh, we're going to touch on the Budapest race in a second. But first, I want to play the, the audio of the race just to kind of bring back a little bit of a, a memory for you and what it was like. Duke? The final of the men's 800 meters gets underway in Budapest on a sticky, humid, atmospheric evening. Fascinating to see who's bold enough and who's brave enough to take it on. Patterson, the 21-year-old from Great Britain at the moment. A-Rope of Canada, the gigantic figure who led from 300 metres last year, has this time decided to go to the back and he gets his heels clipped by Adrian Ben, the Spaniard. This is slow at the moment and it's going to turn into a massive burn-up. Well, we didn't expect this to happen. Arab, who usually goes to the front with his long legs, is sitting at the back. He's still out of trouble. But Wanyonya is starting to pick that tempo up here. Patterson of Great Britain is having a great race tucked in behind, but it's going to be fascinating to see when Arab makes his move. 52.6. They are all comfortable at this pace. Wanyonya is inadvertently acting as the pacemaker here, but he's doing nothing with it, and he's about to come under massive pressure. Look at Aero coming up on the outside. Sajati now making a big move. And look at this, Aero running wide in lane three. Sajati is the Algerian giving chase. The Botswana Masalele is sandwiched in between Wanyoni and Sajati, and now the Algerian's head beginning to rock and roll. Aerope pulling away from the rest of the field here. What a way to win this would be. Watch for Sajati and Wanyonyi in second. Patterson on the inside. Aerope strikes goal for Canada. Silver for Kenya. And it's a brilliant bronze for Ben Patterson of Great Britain. Wow, I mean that uh, that's exciting to just to listen to, uh, to that for sure uh, as we welcome in Marco Arope and uh, Ron Thompson into the uh, Sports 1440 studios uh Marco when you listen to that I mean does it 
bring uh, goosebumps to you, chills up your spine. Uh, what are your emotions when you when you listen to that race? Yeah, it's incredible. Um, first of all, thank you for having us here. I appreciate it, Kevin. Yeah, uh, yeah it, every time I listen to that, I've watched that race probably a hundred times, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I feel like I was like I'm going back into it and yeah. and I'm recalling these events. Uh, I could probably describe the race. Uh, every every second of it mm-hmm. without even watching it um but yeah it was just incredible in the moment we make decisions that we think it's going to work but we never really know until the race is over whether it was a right move or not so yeah just knowing that everything happened to work out on that day was was incredible and, and I've got coach to thank for it mm-hmm. um because he's they've instilled confidence in me and and uh gave me the ability to just go out there and and run my own race and uh yeah for this is the first gold medal at the world mm-hmm. champ championships for me and going into olympic ne- year next year i hope i can do the same thing so when we're listening to that race about uh, halfway through there was a point of it both you guys looked at, looked at each other in the studio here and i you, without communicating uh, your eyes are telling each other something. What exactly, what were you kind of thinking to each other right then? Because it was something that you guys have talked about or something. I don't know. Can you just explain that little moment that we just had in the studio here when you looked at each other? Yeah, for me, I think it was probably at the point in the race. Um, so I, I started the race and went straight to the back of the pack. And that's not my usual tactic. So mm-hmm. it kind of confused a lot of people. And uh, um, I thought it was just the right move to make at the, at the time. So there was a, a certain point where I decided to finally make my move and ran unwisely outside <laughs> on the third lane. And uh, typically it, that, that just wouldn't be the smart thing to do. But uh, in that race, it, it worked perfectly. So um, definitely caught a lot of people off guard. I think coach was probably a bit nervous too at the, at the time. Yeah. There's an element of surprise actually Okay, that he... Um, implemented and I think it was the right move at the right time mm-hmm. um, he timed it well in, in you know um, in his eyes I don't think it was I think we don't think it was a perfect race mm-hmm. but it was the right race the right tactics at the right time mm-hmm that's Ron Thompson and uh, Marco Arop in studio here uh, on Sports 1440. So what were you thinking then when you were watching, Ron? You, I mean, you've been coaching Marco for years and years and years, and you see him kind of maybe do something a little off page. Is, is it fair to say that? Or But what were your what was your thought process when you saw him make that move uh, in this race? Well, I, I think um, the coaches, uh, Chris, myself, um, I think we had uh, implemented – um, the race plan early so that mm-hmm. um, he would understand what he has to do and of course when you're in the heat of the battle things can change and so he he actually executed as well as a, he could have done mm-hmm. um, in the circumstance uh, Marco so after the, the victory in Budapest how has life changed for you? Uh, to be honest, not not much. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I I came to this realization I think last year that uh, regardless of of the outcome of any race, um, my life would be pretty much similar uh, to how it was before. Whether I finished last in that race, I was mm-hmm. just going to go back, 
putting my head down, train harder, try to come back stronger next year. Whether I won the race, it was going to be the exact same thing. Uh, I think um, one thing that I really try to do is not let the victories or the defeats get to me and, and change, you know, how mm-hmm. I am. I, of course, winning is, is, is huge, and I was so happy and to finally get it done for, for Canada on the world stage. And, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot that comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, however, my coach in uh, Mississippi is, has been telling me, uh, his name is Chris, and he's always telling me this thing, and that's to keep the main thing the main thing. And, and what that is is just go back to training and focus on getting stronger and working on our weaknesses, uh, keeping our strengths. and Right. Yeah, so for the most part, it, it's been the same, and I think I intend to keep it like that. Uh, hopefully... Like I said, next year, yeah, big year. So we don't sure. really want to change much. Just carry that momentum uh, into 2024. Well, as we said, we're going to keep you guys here for a little bit. We've got another interview that we got to do with Matt yeah. Dunnigan. And you guys, just because of traffic and things, came in just a tad a uh, little late. But uh, this is going to be, want to get into the background. I, I've had the luxury of uh, been covering you guys for a long, long oh. time. I mean, the last time was at, at Strathcona. We were talking about it. Oh, I mean, good. when we were talking about it. And with Jason Greger saying that he could probably beat you in a 400 <laughs> meter. And we kind of laughed at that. Look at Ronnie. Ken barely get out of his chair. He's laughing so hard, Greger. So uh, that's uh, in the community. Uh, brought to you by uh, United Sports and Cycle, a fourth generation family owned and operated business in the heart of Old Strathcona. United Cycle's been supporting hockey in our community for over 95 years. When we come back, we'll check in with uh, TSN's Matt Dunnigan, and then we'll have more with Marco Arope and Ronnie Thompson a little bit later in the show. Stay with us. Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. All right, welcome back to the big program, a Friday staple on Sports 1440, Dexie's Midnight Runners, as we go to our pigskin report brought to you by Mr. Lube. Stop in now for an oil change, no appointment necessary, be winter ready at one of their nine Edmonton locations, mrlube.com, as we uh, welcome in CFL legend Matt Dunnigan out on the West Coast, uh, the Duke. How are you doing out there, Matt? I'm doing pretty good. It's beautiful out here. I think we got the game of the year on our hands tonight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it doesn't get much better than that. You Matt, know, week 18 here in CFL and uh, living the dream right now. Man, you got to be just jacked for this game tonight. Two 11-4 teams, uh, just ecstatic to get this uh, on the schedule with so much meaning at this time of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's Blake Price um, doing the dirty work for us down in the field, and it's going to be Farhan and myself mm, in the booth. And um, we're just, uh, you know, Farhan's passionate about his BC Lions and uh, living out here in the West Coast. Uh, and, you know, it's the way it's played out. Both teams one and one. Both teams uh, having really outstanding showings against each other. First, BC took it to them. I thought they caught Winnipeg flat. And then uh, Winnipeg returned the favor in the next time around. And here mm-hmm. we are with a lot on the line. You know, you're talking about uh, a bye week potentially for uh, the winner of this football game. And uh, as it plays out, we know that that's extremely important with the long season and the violence of this game and how difficult it is and the bodies and people getting rests. And, uh, yeah, it's it's this game has is, is got everything going for it. Uh, you know, you've, you've got incredible defenses. you got explosive offenses, two of the best quarterbacks in the CFL. Uh, Sergio Castillo and Sean White are some of the best in the league. It's just, uh, you know, uh, Janarian Grant coming back, right? Uh, just absolutely uh, phenomenal uh, load and list of 
stars that can make it happen and we get to cover it, come on, man. Doesn't get oh, much better than that. For sure. Matt Dunnigan, our guest on Sports 1440. Hey, Matt, when you do a game, like now you're doing color, but you're in the panel, you're in the studio. Do you have a preference? Do you like one or the other? What are the points that you like about doing each job? Well, there's really no comparison. Um, uh, one is completely different than the other. Uh-huh. Um, one, you're, um, you're providing content, um, and the other, the content's provided for you. Um, I, I think uh, I prefer being at the park, <laughs> um, having zooms with you know with the players and coaches, you know, shaking their hands prior to the game, uh, and then basically telling the story that the players on the field and the mm-hmm. coaches on the field are writing. And to me, that's the beauty of it. Uh, we don't write the stories; we just simply tell them. And oftentimes, that gets us in trouble with some fan bases because say. Um, say today's ball game goes in BC's favor, and uh, we're talking about BC and their great play, and the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fan base will mm-hmm. get all upset because we're not talking well about their football team. It's yeah. a pretty simple process. It's like, play better. You know, we'll talk good about you. And, you know, they write the stories and we tell them, and that's the beauty of it. And I certainly like being out at the park doing color opportunities. And I certainly realize, too, that we've got couple of com- tremendous guys in, in, in the booth in front of me and Glenn mm-hmm. Suter and Dwayne Ford uh, and hell now they're starting to work in Paul Epelise you know so I've got I'm looking kind of over my shoulder going man I, I'm, I'm going to lose this gig <laughs> but it, it's certainly my favorite of the two when you're provided content of the, that the game provides and, and uh, the explosiveness of it being at the park smelling it tasting it feeling it it's, mm-hmm. that's that's the place to be in my books well Matt Dunnigan with us on Sports 1440 you mentioned stories and you've got a lot of them and your story started here I mean, in yeah, the CFL, does it feel like it's they been did. 40 years ago for you? Um, it, it really doesn't. You know, I got pinched myself because, um, you know, uh, you just, I, I think it's a lesson in being where you're at mm-hmm. and, uh, and because it goes so fast. And uh, I, I've, I've been pretty blessed and, and with the mindset and certainly uh, from my parents uh, and, and the close friends that we've developed over the years that, we stay in that mentality and being where you're at and making the most of whatever situation you're in. And uh, I don't have any regrets, but it certainly has flown by. Um, and it was a great place to cut my teeth mm-hmm. um, in Edmonton, learn from the greatest that ever played the game, the five-in-a-row Great Cup champion, Edmonton Eskimos. And uh, to watch the franchise over the last 40 years go through ups and downs and um, to watch them kind of turn things around late here, uh, to me, has has been a pleasure. I've been involved in three of their four wins this year, and um, uh, that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm 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 pretty excited about uh, you know about my relationship and and uh, being able to call those games for the Elks. And uh, yeah, so I, I just think that Rick Lawlisher needs to wake up, smell the coffee, get me all his games as a color commentator, <laughs> and. and so, <laughs> I told him that too last time I was there. I said, "Dude, I don't know if you know this, but I am your lucky charm." Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited about where it all started. Uh, you know how it how it formed me and my thought processes about the game, both on and off the field. The good friends that we still have there in Edmonton, and uh, it's it's just. Uh, been a phenomenal ride mm-hmm, for sure you talked about rick lawlisher and i was telling some people that you know that go back a long ways and really good friends with Dwayne mandruzic and said that you know you were coming on he was like well this is gonna be great and things like that so yeah. you still have strong ties to here don't you absolutely 
Well, you know, they're forged in fire. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a, and forged in excellence, and, and knowing what and what that is about, and how to attain it, and uh, the commitment uh, to your teammates, uh, the organization, fan base, uh, and just how how you represent yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, hey, <laughs> I mean. We knew how to have a good time, <laughs> you know. And that, was, that was that was uh, that uh-huh. was back in a different era, you know, where we didn't have phones and things of that nature. But uh, yeah, you know, you still you have to pick your spots, but you got to be able to bond with your teammates. You got to have a little carbo pack, you know, day mm-hmm. before day four game, and uh, and, and I and I really think that it's um, um, important to uh, to draw on those experiences. And yeah, I've got some real great ties there. And, uh, and, and it all, it all started is based on being real and, mm-hmm. uh, and true to yourself and your teammate and the history of that organization, respecting it. I remember Brian Kelly took me first time we we're on the road in Hamilton. He, 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 it wasn't a choice. He said, come on, we're going. So where are we going? I'm taking to the hall. And Brian took me to the Canadian football hall of fame. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and from that point forward, you know, I, I had a deeper appreciation for what has happened prior to me and, and, and respect to the game that much more. And I think that for experiences like that with, uh, with, with people that just knew how to lead and how to bring a young guy into the game and, and, and teach him, uh, the more important things, which is just expectations of excellence. And, right. uh, that, you know, that's to me, that is, uh, that's never faded. That's pretty cool. Matt Dunnigan, our guest on Sports 1440. Text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty, which is a great segue where I wanted to go next with our interview, uh, Matt. This comes uh, from Brian from Millwoods. The only way it gets better uh, than watching the game is watching and tasting Matt's barbecue food before the game. That would make it complete, which leads me to one of my all-time favorite Food Network programs, Road Grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. Y- you had a blast doing that show. Tell us about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, um, I, I don't know if people know the story, but you can go to uh, Chris Knight was the producer. and He's the best producer of food porn. You know, and it is food porn. It, <laughs> it, it is. It is. It is the it's making food look just incredibly delicious and tasty. And uh, and he is incredible at doing that. And he moved his company to Gusto TV. In fact, Gusto TV is his uh it's his baby, and uh, and you can see all of our Road Grill Net uh, mm-hmm. food shows on Gusto. And uh, I w- I would ask people to go to that, yeah. and uh, and pick out a couple of uh, Road Grill uh, recipes there on Gusto, and tag tag in my name Road Grill, and you'll come up with everything. And uh, to me, it uh, that changed my world. Chris Knight told me it would, and I kind of mm-hmm. cocked my head. It's like, what are you talking about? He <laughs> says, yeah, man, you don't even understand what's about to happen to you. And because I was up here at that point when we started doing road grill, um, you know, for two and a half decades. And, uh, and you know, a lot of people knew me wherever mm-hmm. I would go across the country and talk football, which was great. But then when I did road grill, I did that for three years or three seasons uh, with Kerry, um, Jenna, and Charlotte, mm-hmm. uh, the, some of the best chefs in North America. They were fantastic people, and Chris was right. It changed my life. People were coming up to me and talking about food more than they were football, <laughs> and it was like, what is going on here? And, and it's, a, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. I, mean, it is, I mean, once you get a few skill sets and 
confidence in the kitchen and on the grill and know how to put things together and what goes with what, man, it just takes off. Yeah. And, uh, and it's been fabulous for Kathy and I and the kids mm-hmm. over the years, and uh, we continue to uh, reap the rewards from Road Grill. For sure. Uh, uh, my Friday co-host is uh, Eddie Steele. He's on from 7 to 9. So, Eddie. yeah, Eddie's, and we were talking about, because we thought we were going to have you on last week, but then you were had some uh, you were traveling and whatever, yada, yada. But we were yeah. talking about it, and we said, um, well, remember Road Grill? Yeah, yeah. And then we both kind of said it at the same time that you stole Gizmo Williams T-shirts for the shows. <laughs> that's funny yeah because i'm you know i'm an extra large and they put me in the medium and so it would, i don't know what what they thought you know they were selling uh, sex appeal or something but good luck with that you know i was uh i had all the sex appeal behind me with uh, uh those three ladies that i talked about yeah. they were special and when we were putting the show together and chris was asking me what i wanted to do um, I said, I wanted to feed people. Mm-hmm. And he kind of cocked his head back at me and said, wow, it's the first time I've ever heard that. And uh, so we, we, we worked in front of live audiences, and um, and I got a chance to work with these gals behind the scenes and learn how to do so many different things and work on my knife skills and just be you know become mm-hmm. a little more refined in my culinary abilities. And these gals were the best. Uh, they were absolutely incredible. And uh, I still... I'm overwhelmed by the amount of work and effort that they put into those shows on a consistent basis and how they love the, the world of food. And they imparted some of that knowledge on me. And like I said, it's, it's been absolutely phenomenal. And so the sex appeal comes from, my, I think, passion, <laughs> you know, and, and passion for the grill and, and doing what you're doing. And what an incredible time that was in my life. And it continues to pay dividends in our kitchen. For sure. We're with uh, Matt Dunnigan, text coming in. Tell Matt we use his beef ribs recipe all the time. And this one from Doug. Hi. Hey, Kevin, ask Matt if he can tell the story of what team and what player knocked Matt's tooth out. And Matt handed it to him during the game. And I think the player involved made a necklace out of it. True story? Yeah, true story. Screen pass. You know, we invite them in. We invite them in. There's defensive linemen. They didn't need an invitation. They were coming anyways. And so, you know, you're on your back pedaling and you're setting up the screen and timing. And a Rod Scalman, yeah, man, he uh, he got his helmet right up underneath my ch- my face mask and just you know buried me and stapled me <laughs> into the turf. And uh, yeah, um, good half of my tooth came out. I got up before he did pulled it out of my mouth, helped him up and gave him my tooth and said, nice hit. And I think he was kind of a little taken aback by that. And he kind of looked at me and shook his head. And then I found out later that he had made it into uh, either an earring or necklace. But uh, yeah, it, that stuff happened. And, um, you know, it was just part of the whole uh, macho, uh, you know, uh, you're not going to break me or crack me type of mentality mm-hmm. that I applied to my game. And it was just, yeah, one of those moments is like, yeah, you appreciated the good, hard, clean hit. I'm not sure if it was that, but uh, yeah, I just spun it on him and put something back in his brain to think <laughs> about as he went to the sidelines. But yeah, that's true. Oh. You know, but uh, it, it is Thanksgiving weekend, and I find it odd that um, that I'm not involved um, uh, in, in the rest of the broadcast this weekend mm. on Saturday and uh, and certainly on Monday. Um, and I get to go home, and uh, I'm, I I was going over some of my recipes and uh, some of our recipes, Carrie Galvin's recipes, and I can tell you that I, I, a couple that popped up for Thanksgiving are some sweet potato and beet pops. Yeah. 
<laughs> amazing, amazing. Hey. So you, and, if, and like I said, if you go to Gusto TV and Road Grill and just put in that, sweet potatoes and beet pops, you'll see the recipe. You'll want to do them. They'll be extremely tasty. And then oftentimes I was thinking, you know, <clears throat> turkeys are fairly simple and straightforward in order mm-hmm. to cook. Um, but oftentimes <clears throat> people aren't cooking for a big, big group. <clears throat> and so I think, um, and I just got to thinking, well, just, you know, turkey breasts are fantastic, mm-hmm. right? And and we've got a recipe on there, too, that uh, is uh, smoked turkey fajitas, and it doesn't involve the whole turkey. And um, But check that one out, too. That That is just delicious, man. And making making uh, guacamole, <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's an art form in itself, and there's a few quick recipes there. But I tell you, um, it's that time of year what, uh, you know, you, you start yeah. you know, just – Getting comfy, you know, watching some football and barbecuing and having a cool pot, a couple of you know cool ones. Yeah, beverages are your choice, and that's that time of year. And we are here, and uh, I will be back home um, doing just those things, watching some of my colleagues do their thing on on this pat on this coming Monday. Well, it's going to be a great weekend. I I, I think you can tell as we're with Matt Dunnigan. Uh, I, I like going off. Uh, I don't, who is going to be? What's going on on the, on the Sam and the Will linebacker? I'd rather hear stories like this. And talk about this when you come to town. I think we're going to go do a little cooking expose somewhere. You and I. You and I. How's that sound? It sounds great. And you can always join. Uh, it was Britt Dort and I. And we went through the uh, <laughs> through the tailgating section there and um, and, and the parking lot. Yeah. And, you know, it took us a while to get through there. I guarantee it, man. Some people got some stuff going on back there. So yeah, yeah. you join us. You bet. Anytime. All right. Uh, we'll th- yeah. Thanks for doing this, uh, Matt. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, talk to you soon. Yeah. Godspeed. We'll see you. All right. That's uh, Matt Dunnigan, the Pigskin Report, uh, brought to you by Mr. Lube. Be winner ready at mrlube.com. When we come back, part two of our interview with Marco Arope, world champion, world champion. Never gets uh, uh, tired sounding that for sure. And uh, Coach Ron Thompson, that's uh, on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 right after the break. Uh, all right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, always nice to close out things with the, the theme song on Fridays. Uh, let's go in the community for part two of our uh, interview with uh, Marco Arope and Ron Thompson, uh, brought to you by United Cycle, where you can save up to 35% off uh, United Sport and Cycle, uh, your home of hockey for over 95 years. Uh, so when we had Marco and, uh, and Ron on for part number one, we were talking about Budapest and what it was like, and now you're a world champion, but everything has a beginning. And Marco, for your beginning, you came to Canada from Sudan, you had a stop in Saskatoon, and then you got to Edmonton. So what was that journey like for you and your family? Uh, yes, for me and my brothers, uh, when we got to Canada, it was uh, four of us and then my two parents. Um, it, it, it was... Very big change, uh, a big change. But at the time, I was so young, I, I didn't really realize, you know, everything that was going on around me. I think for my parents, it was more of a uh, culture shock, mm-hmm. um, just two different worlds. Um, but yeah, growing up in in Canada, I, I learned a lot here and and you know studied here and made a lot of friends and uh, a lot of like people along the way that have contributed to be to me becoming the person I am now. And then looking back. Um, and hearing more stories from my parents about mm-hmm. what it was like back home, I can sort of still feel that connection, even though I was, you know, in Sudan for maybe a couple of years, yeah. um, just over 
three years of my life. But yeah, today I, I, I still feel a strong connection um, to both communities, uh, you know, where I was born um, and then th the place that raised me and, and made me who I am. So yeah, it, it's, it's always nice to be on the world stage and, and represent uh, Canada and, and the Sudanese community as well. So it's almost like being in the, in the middle of two worlds. And For sure. So you went to Oscar Romero High School. That's where you graduated in 2016. That's right. And Ron Thompson, that's where you first kind of set eyes. And, of course, Ron has a deep, extensive background in track and field uh, for many, many years. What was your first impression when you saw a young, um, young 16, 17-year-old in the track in Marco Arope? Well, I hadn't seen this figure um, before, to be honest, six, six feet four, yeah. um, nice fluid stride. And um, I said, I got to talk to this kid here. So I um, approached his um, phys ed teacher or his basketball um, teacher and um, get, got the permission to speak, to speak with him. Um, so our con conversation went well and... Mm -hmm. I asked him if he wanted to um, come out and train with our group. And so he was, um, he obliged and, you know, went from there. And so I was able to um, guide him a bit um, while he was uh, still competing in the high school uh, situation. Yeah. Um, I pressed a couple buttons for him to try and... Um, <coughs> run faster, help, help him to believe in himself a bit mm -hmm. um, based on what I saw at that time. It was a raw talent, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, uh, talent is one thing. You, you know, there are a lot of athletes who have um, enormous talent, but they don't um, put in the work. Mm -hmm. And so that makes the big difference. Marco, where did that drive putting in the work come from for you? Um, I, I have to give a lot of credit to that, uh, to, to my high school coaches and, and teachers. Uh, you know, I played basketball for many years yeah. before starting track and uh, um, I learned so many lessons uh, at practices and, and, and games uh, from them that have carried over. And uh, yeah, this is Mike Wojcicki um, and Jordan Greenlee uh, mm. and Oscar Romero. They, you know, they gave us so much advice. I think uh, at the time we didn't really realize that some of the things that we were hearing would, uh, you know, carry on with us for the rest of our lives. And it, it was just simple things like, um, you know, being goal oriented and, and uh, learning how to f focus on the little things uh, if you want to reach, uh, achieve uh, great milestones. And uh, yeah, so I, I just had this idea that if I if I wanted to be good at track, uh, you know, as good as Ron would yeah. say, I would, I could be, I knew that it wasn't just going to come easy. And, um, although I was showing incredible amount of talent, uh, I knew it was just the beginning and, and I was going to have to dedicate many years, uh, to it. And yeah, I'm just glad I, I was able to stick to the course and get to where I am now. You know, for our listeners, I mean, how lucky are we in Edmonton to have three just off the top of my head, world-class athletes and champions that, you know, grew up in our city uh, in the last, you know, 10 years or whatever you want to call it with Chuba Hubbard, Alfonso Davies, and Marco Arope. I mean, when you look at that, Marco, and you see 
maybe you had role models outside of your family and outside of your coaches, but what about the kids that are now looking up to you? What, what do you kind of want to let them know about what it takes to kind of get to the world stage and what's it, what it's like to be a world champion? Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, I think, um, every kid has to believe in themselves. Uh, that's, that's just the start of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to to get to a certain level if if you don't have faith in 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 who you are as as uh, not just an athlete but as a as a human being and um, I think that would be a good start and then uh, just always always keeping an ear out for the advice because uh, yeah I, I remember growing up like I would hear so much from my parents from teachers mm-hmm. and uh, just like uh, you know people trying to guide guide us and and you know usually it would go through one year and come out the other and and uh i think just keeping an ear out and and taking things uh uh you know just taking things in uh there's so much so much uh you can learn from um people not even in your field uh just uh but yeah i think i think starting to believe mm-hmm. yourself and then also understanding that nothing good comes easy yeah uh, as great as it seems you know there's a lot of work that's put oh, behind it sure. and at times it does get boring but uh just knowing that if you uh take it little by little and and uh you know you can achieve anything you want and and yeah i think i think that's that's the first thing that comes to mind yeah i i think our listeners can tell that you're very grounded and very focused um how do you translate that ron into kind of when you're coaching him and again he's had other coaches as well in mississippi and things like that but when you work with him how do you use his personality and what he's built like as a person to help you coach him well as you probably can see marco has a very quiet demeanor he's a very mild personality has a very mild personality mm-hmm. um one of the things i look for is the um the person when i'm coaching who the person is mm-hmm. and um you know the the background also um when i started coaching marco um and I'm going to refer, his parents were very supportive. Yeah. Um, and they allowed me to um, coach. Um, they didn't interfere. They just um, supported. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that so much. Um, uh, Marco, actually, at one point, and I have to say this because... At the point where he decided that he was going to um, pursue track, he also uh, um, was offered a scholarship at Concordia University for basketball. Mm-hmm. And so he came and he told me, and I said, well, you got to make a decision, right? Um, I'm going to be biased, but this is what I believe, that you're going to have a future in track. And so I said, why don't you go and think about it? Mm-hmm. And um, he came back a few days after and he said, okay, I'm going to try track. So I said, wow. okay, let's start the journey. And so, you it's know. It's been a heck of a journey. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, you never really know where a talent is going to um, 
blossom too. And so, you know, it, it's mm-hmm. it's a wonderful um, experience to see him grow and um, get get to this point as being world champion. Oh, I mean, you can't get tired of hearing that, Marco. So what's on the agenda for you in the next little bit? Uh, you've been in some Diamond League races, and, and, and those are those are real tough races. The, people think these Diamond League races, they don't compare to the World Championship, but, man, there, there's some great talent there. And then, of course, looking forward to next year in 2024 in the Olympics. Yeah, so I, I finished a year off uh, with a couple Diamond League races after Worlds, and uh, fortunately... Uh, finally got that Canadian record that I've mm-hmm. been chasing for the past three years. Uh, so I think it's a really good sign um, that we have great momentum going into an Olympic year. Um, I'm going to be coming in as uh, the reigning world champion and uh, the Canadian record holder. So I think next year there's going to be a lot of, I guess, uh, probably a big target on my back, uh, which uh, I think for me that, that kind of helps because getting to the top was was mm-hmm. uh, the first part and and now staying there is, it's going to take twice as much work and and um yeah I, I also feel like there's so many great competitors in in the 800 meters mm-hmm. on the world stage and um every year there's always going to be new people that come up or uh, guys that uh you didn't expect the level of progression so yeah i'm, I'm just really excited uh for what's to come uh, we, we're just beginning uh yeah the base training phase uh, of the season and and uh, once we hit about a month in that's when we get to the um, really high volume a lot of running a lot of strength training and just yeah you know our monday morning co-host is Lorianne munzer olympic gold oh, yeah. medalist in 2004 in cycling she's a mindset coach right now she'd be just sitting here right now okay ask him about how are you going to deal with this target on your back so um, there's the question from Lorianne through my little earpiece right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think, I think uh, you know, there are so many ways we can go about it, um, but the mental aspect mm-hmm. is so important. And at this level, you know, everyone is, is talented. Everybody's really good at what they do. And, and you really have to look at where can you bring the best out uh, in, from yourself. Uh, right. And, yeah, working on, on the mental side of things not letting the pressure um consume you um so i I would go back to that saying that keeping the main thing the main thing just keeping it simple focusing on on the small things you know just the training the recovery uh making sure i'm taking care of my body um and just we want to you know uh, obviously the main goal is to is going to be to win the olympics become a gold medal like herself but uh we can't let that get in the way of, of the day-to-day training and um, keeping the task at hand. So. You know, it's funny how everything that Marco just said in about 40 seconds there is what Jay Woodcroft, coach of the Oilers, basically oh. said in his preseason speech about how the Oilers want to win right. the day and be right. um, uh, forthcoming in, in what they can do day-to-day. Right. So, I mean, I mean... You're a world champion. Maybe you're the good luck charm for the Oilers to win the Stanley Cup. We really want to go ahead. Sorry, quick round. Yeah, um, it's also a teamwork um, yeah. situation because we do have a team like uh, Chris Woods, yeah. coaches in Minnesota, does an excellent job. I, I'm the supporting cast here. Yeah. Um, physio, Marilou. That's right. Then you have um, the agents and you know head coach, and so on. It, it has to be a teamwork yeah. for this to work. Uh, and you mentioned the Oilers. Mm-hmm. 
they have to be a team in order to win the championships. Well, maybe everything's coming together. We got yeah. world champions. We got maybe Stanley Cup winners. Um, tomorrow, enjoy the day for our listeners once again. Head down to the uh, Edmonton Expo Center, 3 o'clock. It's a celebration for Marco Arope, world champion in the 800 meters. Guys, thanks for, so much for coming in uh, today. And again, we, I've been lucky enough to cover both you guys for a long time and just so tickled that you ended up uh, being a world champ. Thanks for coming in today. Thank guys. you so much, Kevin. Thank it was a pleasure. Much. All right, that's Marco Arope. Ron Thompson for yeah <laughs> happy Thanksgiving Ron he says uh, uh, that's in the community for United Sport and Cycle uh, again another rock solid show today thanks to all our guests and our co-host Eddie Steele uh, Daniel Nestor Mark Spector Jordan Hall from NBC Sports Tyson Nash from the Arizona Coyotes we elevated your game what more do you want Mark Rope, Ronnie Thompson plus Matt Dunnigan CFL legend and broadcaster uh, coming up at the top of the hour it is uh Fantasy Frenzy with former Rochep T-Bird Connor Halley and the Duke of Delburn Connor Douglas uh, that's coming up at the top of the hour before that uh, the Duke has a sports update thanks for listening everybody keeper between the ditches have a great Thanksgiving weekend